0: Dangle. The Steve Dangle Podcast, powered, powered by, by Sports Interaction. interaction. Want to
1: bet?
2: <laughs> S- D- D- P. P, the Steve Dangle Podcast with your host Steve Dangle, Adam Wild, and Jesse Blake.
1: So, as a as our you know part of our Pride Initiative, uh, we're going to be playing our uh, golf tournament with Get Real uh this um this saturday and very very excited and we just wanted to say thank you again uh we'll have all the totals for you we'll kind of post them all next week but uh we just smashed the goal in okay. terms of fundraising for them Smash. smashed it and, and and you know it makes us very very proud that um we've got such an amazing group of listeners that care this much uh so uh however much you were able to donate um, or even if you donated in spirit, because I know times yeah. are a bit tough right now economically. This yeah. is not a guilt trip. No, you can also um, donate by being a positive energy in the world. Yeah, being a good person. Yeah, um, how about that? Hey, uh, we just want to know. We wanted you to know how much we appreciate it. If
2: you donated a good for you, you
0: yeah, that? <laughs> that's right. Now, here's my question. Hey, Steve, I'm gonna donate you a high five yeah wow, wow. that's
2: great jesse that was donated great. me a real high five not the weird back
0: no back-end. no this one i gave you a real one <laughs> wow thanks <Yeah>. pal. Uh, <laughs> no problem uh,
1: i have a question about tomorrow because it is it's a nine hole and it's yeah. it is it's a uh, best ball yeah okay so we're not totally keeping track of each person's score no, based on that score. it's a team score yeah so who's gonna get it in the air more steve or me Oh, how much have both of you
0: golfed? I've had I've golfed three times this year.
2: Okay, so that's three more than me.
0: But that's also three times in the last decade. Yes, I haven't golfed. <laughs> I think I've golfed once. Or I've, I've probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't golfed much.
2: Uh, I'm usually good for one, maybe two hits where you go, oh, ah! mm. that's about it. Okay. So if I have best
1: ball once, Tomorrow. Oh, that's, oh, how, we'll that's, yeah, that's yeah, how we'll judge it. No, okay. okay. it yeah, that's how we'll judge it. Okay, hold better. on. Your
0: over under is one and a half or half? Out of all nine, you'll get best balled more. Like, you will have a well, because we also got a putt, right? Yeah. I assume you'll make a couple putts. You can putt. Yeah. You anyway, can, you can putt, putt that. I don't yeah. know about anybody, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one and a half. What,
0: what no, I'm. I'm smashing the over. That's too easy. Yeah, I think it's that's got to be. No, more it than, isn't. Yeah, you'll you'll make a couple putts. Like <laughs> no, okay, we who can am
1: I golfing with you're golfing with the two of us and uh, Robbie growing one of our. Yeah, I think that's the, that's our foursome. Four, and Robbie's good. And Jesse's yeah. good. And you and I stick.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'm tempted to go for the over just because Jesse is the one we're competing against. But I thought you were talking about producer Drew who's like supposedly fucking Tiger Woods. He's,
0: he's really good too. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But really good too, he said. Yeah, oh, no, I think yeah. we have we have three pretty good golfers. Myself, is, Drew, and, Ro- is, and Robert. Is Sales, Nick yeah. Andrade from the CJ show a good golfer? He, he is might horrendous. might be one worse than me. He, really? might, he might be the worst golfer on planet Earth. Have you golfed with him? No, I've just heard stories from no Drew. No kidding. Yeah, Man, yeah.
1: I love getting Drew and Nick in the, in the, room, in the same room together because <laughs> yeah, they just give each other right. so much shit. So we got Drew, we got Maddie, um, and we got Nick. And who else is golfing with them? Uh,
0: Justin. Justin Fisher. Yeah. Is he a golfer? no
2: uh, I think he has <laughs> Nick and I are going to get back to our Mediterranean roots and s- landscape the fuck out of that
0: place <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want that I honestly don't think they want you touching their golf course
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing a concrete mixer
0: <laughs> well, I, Steve Steve so like we're going to let you go first sometimes you know so if we're all putting by the hole and it's like a couple feet we're going to let you go first and you might, you're going to make a couple mm-hmm. oh, like dang. i very i very good Confidence, you're gonna have best ball a few times.
2: Three, I, I will give myself a best boy gold star if I get three.
0: Three, so over under two and a half, sure. Three and a half.
2: Okay, what is this? <laughs> what are you, what are you, sharking me here? I'm you're just trying to figure out,
1: I'm just trying to figure out uh, uh, who gets of the of you and I because we got it. You, you got to be, we're all very competitive, right? All of us. But I like I want to I I want to figure out like a way that we can you
0: and I can compete because we know Rob and Jesse are just going to be smashing it. It's also I don't think it's fair anymore. Now that I know Steve hasn't golfed at all. and You've golfed three times. Yeah, it might not. You're going to win. I'm still horrible. Yeah, I'm still horrible. Yeah, but at least you've picked up a club. And the thing about
1: golf is you can be good and have horrible days. What if you're horrible?
0: And have a good day. Not likely. You've picked up a club that is so much further than what Steve has done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. When was the last time you did golf?
2: Two years ago, I think, <laughs> for my brother-in-law's bachelor party.
0: <laughs> okay. And how, how were you? <laughs>
2: Again, I had one, one of those shots where you go, ah! yeah.
1: and that's it. Okay. All right. It's not going to go I'm well. I'm excited, <laughs> man. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to show you Lunch one, was good. Really one good. quick video. Um, You guys remember when you were, you know, you're you're hanging at your friend's house growing up or you're playing sports growing up and you have homework to do afterwards and you could feel it's just the impending doom. Now, I know it's summertime, but I still feel like this kid had homework to do because I don't know if you've seen this video, Jesse, I text messaged it to you. Um, It's a goaltender. Oh, and he's playing hockey. Yes. And he's in full pads, right? He is on the ice. You know, and you know, it always takes goalies a little bit more time, and and this kid is just around the age where he's able to do his goalie pads on his own, because you know you, you usually need parents or coaches to help you when you're like six, seven, eight years old. You just you just don't have the finger strength. A lot of man. stuff. It is. Most kids are still getting their skates tied by their parents. Um, I remember the 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 day my dad said, "You're tying them on your own now." And it was a bad day. It was very, very hard. I want you to watch this kid and what he does in between plays. Um, Steve just dropped his glasses on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. I'll go get them. Thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I, I made a mistake. He reached for them and then punted them right off the desk, <laughs> which is great. Uh, I don't know if you got that on camera. <laughs> so, Jesse, can we, uh, can we bring it up here?
0: Yeah, yeah. I got the video here. All and right. Well, watch I, what
1: this kid does feels like there's homework afoot. Uh,
0: this is between plays. It looks like he's drinking water, but no. You're
2: reading a book?
0: Yeah. The goalie's reading yeah. a book. For anybody listening, we're watching a goalie read a book that's sitting on the back of his net. <laughs> so he's reading in between, between whistles. He's got a book.
1: He's no water bottle. By the way, he's about Darren Pang sized at this point. How just under yeah, the crossbar. Yeah, this is the child. No, he's he's above
2: the crossbar. He's bigger than Darren Parker.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Also, um I was reading some of the replies and everybody is like 90% sure that it's the Bible. No. <laughs> what? Yeah. How do they you know, know that? Look, look how thick it is.
1: How do they know that?
0: The uh the girl who posted it was replying to and she's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Bible." <laughs> look at it. That's the Bible. <laughs> That's look, not the Bible. Look how big it is.
2: I mean, there's <laughs> lots of big books.
0: Uh, I don't know. Mine, it's a big book, though. Full of
2: though. zoo stories.
1: Like, like you think about, what were you reading in, like, grade eight, grade nine? You're like, To Kill a Mockingbird? The Bible. The, okay, if you you guys were Catholic school boys, yeah. so you were reading the Bible. Exactly. That's
2: um, We were told you have to go home and read the Bible.
1: Were you actually? No. Okay. Goaltenders uh, are weird, though, and they, you know, is a coach really going to say, no, you can't read the Bible? Yes. <laughs> Probably the, during a hockey net, game. No, maybe that's what gives him his focus at his... Po- like, listen, we don't know. What puts you in your happy place? As a goaltender, it's a mental game more than anything.
2: What's the line? It's, I know it's the Bible, but like, oh, well, hey, man, you get to tell like, that forklift operator i sure you sure he was reading, reading that Bible? I'm sure
1: if he was reading like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or the Motley Crew biography, he'd probably, you know, the goalie would probably be like, or the coach would be like, you know, do you need to read that right now? Those are two choices. Two choices. But, but the Bible, it's like, okay, I need center, I need focus. Maybe yeah. he's reading Eckhart Tolle.
0: Yeah, the, person the power who being wrote present. It. They were asked. Um, I need. It, I need you to find out what book he's reading, and then uh, Jazz, the person who posted it, said I couldn't ask. From what I saw, I'm going to guess the Bible. And then they replied again. I couldn't ask, but I got a good look at it. It was very raggedy and looked ancient. My guess, the Bible.
2: I'm going to say <laughs> the Goblet of Fire.
0: Also, apparently, the game was tied.
1: Bro. <laughs> what was the final score? I, I need to know, know how this ended. What
0: if they have the final score here? Uh, after that video, he let in zero goals, so I think it worked. So, see, wow. there you go. See, so the, I guess they won. The Motley Crew biography worked. <laughs> By the way, I want to ask you, um uh there's so many
1: videos on the internet where I'm like, why is there no follow up to this? Have you seen the the video of the golfer who's about to take a swing and there's like a gator who like starts running at him as he's swinging? That's just Florida.
0: I know, but isn't that... That, is that doesn't need I a follow I still want to know. That's all. Oh, that's where you live. You know, that's, that's just life. It's
2: just Florida. Yeah.
0: It's just Florida. Do you need a follow-up to you go to the grocery store? No. That's just their reality. <laughs> it's true, like, but I, I still want to know. Like, Because
1: a lot of times what they do is they try to scare you, gators, right? They'll mm-hmm. come out, they'll run at you, and then they'll take a side thing because they're usually not attacking human beings. Yeah, they don't they, want climate that.
2: Climate change is irreversible, <laughs> and you go, ah! It's <laughs>
1: the so hottest day on record. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but i just you know like there's certain videos that need a follow-up and that one does gators I also, are the ones that were dinosaurs right yeah Ga- yeah gators crocs uh which are two very different species by the way right uh but yeah a lot of those lizards are like i think if komodo dragons too like or at least they were right after dinosaurs and they're still around sharks were around pigeons sharks yes um lots. i don't think pigeons were <laughs> canada geese lots, lots pigeon were birds, velociraptors
2: descended from the dinosaurs
1: but <laughs> the birds yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. for sure pigeons yeah Yeah. no the hockey players no that descended
2: from dinosaurs they turned into pigeons sometimes they got got hollow
1: bones uh
2: skate faster (laughs) uh
1: let's talk to dave and then let's talk about how an nhl player just gave up five million dollars of his own volition it was his choice talk about it next
0: You can bet that with David Bastl. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly.
1: You know, we had a hot dog eating contest earlier this week, which Jesse won big on. We'll have a home run to talk about next week. Dave, what are we going to talk about today with Sports Interaction? Because there's a big uh, game tonight.
4: Yeah, there is. You know, And it's it's a return of a guy that was uh, a Cy Young candidate for the Blue Jays. We're talking about Alec Manoa. Over under strikeouts listed at four and a half. That's the one I'm targeting today, guys. I, I You know, I hope the guy does well. I hope he wins. I hope he kind of gets back on track. But four and a half strikeouts for Alec Manoa against the Detroit Tigers. One of the bottom feeders, you know this, Jess, mm-hmm. of, of the entire league. It seems pretty reachable, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, they're bringing him back in a spot where they think he's going to be successful. You know, you bring him back to gain his confidence and you put him against a team that hopefully he can strike out a couple of guys. I don't know, five strikeouts seems like a little much because I think he's only going to go about five innings. I don't know how strong he's going to be. Like the, the command of the strike zone, it wasn't there at all. I don't know if he got entirely back. So I'm going to take the under. But okay. that's just me. I have a question about this because there's Fire. a lot of
1: people who, you know, a lot of bold predictions about how this is going to go. And his first start in, like, the Florida League didn't go well. Mm-hmm. But he started, I think, in, what, double or triple A a couple days, or sorry, a couple weeks ago and was good. Um, like last week, um, yeah. double A. Last week, yeah. yeah double a. So uh, people seem to be holding on to the first start rather than the improvement start. Um is it actually true that if he has a bad game this time that they've lost him for the year? Because people are talking like, we'll never see him again. It's, <laughs> it's, he's Ricky Romero, we'll <laughs> never see him again. Like, what? what is this?
0: For the Jays, it's not really an option that he's done forever, you know, after this game because they need to make this work. So he's gonna get a couple opportunities here. It won't just be one and done. Like that's I don't think that's on the table for them. And we forget that there's more than just the couple starts he had. He was down there training for weeks with all of the Blue Jays coaches, and you gotta right. trust that they saw him day to day and they know what's happening more than us, who just look at the the box score from a couple Florida games. Now, um, if I respond with what about it's sports and only the results matter all the, oh, the results in practice yeah I, that's yeah. what he was doing okay. down there okay you know
2: what if i respond with it's toronto and the worst scenario will happen <laughs> Stop it. Stop
3: it. you know what's really funny
4: too about alec manoa well not so funny but just the, the thought process in training camp everybody was talking about we better get this guy signed because he's going to cost the team a lot of money and there were some rumors going around that this guy would be making 25 plus million dollars per season there were some rumors out there i think that's off the table right now yeah uh, i'm just speculating <laughs> here <laughs> but it's uh it's yeah. incredible to think that that's uh that's how far we've come and it's, it's only
1: the middle of july it's crazy how what you know what an extension could be at the beginning of a season versus a player's performance. You can, what did what we say about Michael Bunting for a bit there? Spent money. He sp- yeah. spent
2: money when he got suspended in the playoffs. Yeah. Now we saw in free agency, he didn't spend that much. No, he, he did okay, he did
1: okay. But it's funny, you, you, can, you can see that all the time and uh, you can make your money there too. Dave, thanks so much and we'll talk to you Monday. Okay, pal? Awesome, have a nice weekend. So what if I told you guys that you were both guaranteed to make $5 million over the next two years?
2: I would listen to Steve Eiserman and do whatever I was told.
0: <laughs> five million bucks. I would say, why is Adam Wild Enterprises unpaying me? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm getting you underpaid. <laughs> why are you underpaying me, Adam Wilde Enter- Enterprises?
1: I, Philip Zadina just gave up five million bucks. Now, we played the clip uh, last episode of, of Eisenman saying, listen, he wanted that extension last year. I signed it. I wanted him to grow. He didn't. And now he may not get the opportunity he wants to get because the cap is flat. Uh, The money just isn't there with teams to take a chance on a guy making $1.85 million who doesn't play any defense and isn't producing offensively. Um, So he's going to have to go to the AHL and figure it out there. And so what they ended up doing, and this is what's so crazy, is yesterday he was put on waivers for an unconditional, uh, sorry, unconditional waivers for a mutual contract termination, meaning that. Zadina's people went to the Detroit Red Wings and said, listen, totally understand your position. Uh, why don't we just scrap the contract? And that rarely happens. So to
2: give you an idea, like, I wonder if Zadina's people are Zadina's people who signed this deal. Because it's a genuinely terrible deal. Um, considering where he was in his career. For a younger player, for their salary to start low and go up makes sense. Sure. But makes a lot more sense if you have a concrete spot in the lineup. And based on Steve Eisenman's very uncharacteristically upset reaction with what happened with Zadina, I think all of this was explained to him. Like, listen, man, your contract the, the, between the cap hit and the money, if you're not in a certain place, if you're not a guaranteed NHLer by year two of this deal, you're useless to us. $915,000 was his salary last year. Eight point, or sorry, one point one million eight hundred thirty thousand. So it doubles year two and in year three, 2,730,000. He's leaving the majority of that contract on the table.
1: Mm -hmm. That is a big bet on yourself moment. It's a great, it's potentially a great story. Uh, Wasn't. So
2: here's, here's the thing. It is potentially a wonderful, wonderful story.
1: This could be very cool.
2: The wasn't the original contract betting on yourself. The Red Wings were like, Hey, listen, no, because it wasn't a crazy contract.
0: Which makes it worse. It's, it's, a, it's a player coming off their entry-level deal, going and making $1.8 million against the cap. Mm-hmm. That's not a bet-on-yourself deal. That is a very reasonable contract. And he couldn't live up to less than $2 million against the cap.
2: Right. So he bet on, well, I'm certainly going to be at least that good. Yeah. And he wasn't. So I would say he bet on himself and failed Yeah. Uh, under that deal. Which doesn't, I mean, well, how old is the kid? 21? 22? I mean, Deena's this...
0: is 23. 23, oh, Yeah.
2: Oh, man. It's so... I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this. Like a team mm-hmm. just completely walk away from a player at this point in their career. I'm trying to think of how old Neil Yakupov was when the Oilers walked away. It's probably around now.
0: Yeah. And I don't think, like, it doesn't seem like Detroit walked away because if they, they put him on waivers and nobody claims him, he could go down the to Grand Rapids and play, you know? Like, and they did try to trade him. Right. Did you know that. There there was an opportunity here where he could stick around in Detroit system, just not at that cap hit for them, and they would have been fine. But since he wants to go and have an NHL job and rehabilitate himself at the NHL level, and Chris Johnson reported that it doesn't sound like Philip Zadina will have too long to uh, wait before finding a new home. He has some options. I can see that he's going to get a home somewhere. It's just not at that price. He so. might have a
2: home by the end of the show.
0: Exactly. Like a lot of teams are, are knocking at his door. It's just not at $1.8 million dollars, uh, on against the cap. So I have a question on, about this, his by his the contract
2: way. Contract will be uh, bought out I, or, I guess, terminated in about four minutes.
1: <laughs> Ansar Khan, uh, who writes for M Live in Detroit, he's a Red Wings reporter. Uh, says that Eiserman uh, and Zadina. Eiserman said Zadina asked, uh, sorry, Zadina and his agent asked for a trade a few weeks ago. They tried to accommodate it, weren't able to find a team that was interested, so they waived him. Uh, but he's not writing off his career and believes he can still be an NHL player, which is uh, which is great, and we love that. I think what's fascinating about this is that here's how I see it playing out, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe this guy has a crazy camp for a team that isn't that deep and he comes out and he gets the ice time that he needs. Like, I look at a team like the Ducks or Arizona who are a little bit thin up front. You know, why not take a chance on a guy like this? But if he goes to a system with, um, like, a, like let's say it's like a Leafs or a Rangers or Boston or Calgary or or Edmonton, or, you know, you name a team with a lot of forward depth, right? Um, And let's say he, the organization like him, they want him to develop, but they don't see him as an NHL player yet. What happens when that is
0: what he ends up in the AHL again for the first 45 games and he's making half the money? So instead of having $4.56 million over the next two years, he has the AHL contract and he's just there anyways. I don't understand this. I
1: love the balls. I fucking love the balls and I've loved the balls on this guy phrasing uh i've loved the guts that this guy has since the moment he was drafted because you know when he he was passed over by a couple teams and he said i'm going to fill their nets full of pucks and i was sincerely hoping that he he would i was hoping that he would because you know you're like man i love seeing people make bold predictions that actually get through on it hasn't happened yet i just um i i i listen is it a good idea i think we can all agree that it's not but if it works out he's going to look like a genius yeah. Yes, like like on a in a lifestyle perspective. If you looking at me in this camera had an opportunity to make four point eight million 4. dollars in the 5, next twenty four four point five six sorry four point five six million dollars in the next twenty four months, are you doing anything to jeopardize that? No, no, you're not. That's okay though. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, fine. I'll go to the miners and freaking... I'll play yeah. with the
0: Grand I'll play with Grand Rapids. It's a good program. I don't give a shit. When was this? Contract, do you guys know when this contract was signed? The one that just got terminated? Last summer? August 26, 2022. So less than a full- Less year. than wow. 12 months ago. Phillips, he know, absolutely. I don't know if he ruined his reputation, but showed the Red Wings organization that he is not this player within one calendar, less than one calendar year. That's how bad it was this past year for Phillips. I think he only got into 30 games this year, too. That's a disaster. Yeah.
1: So, mm, what is it, Jeff Steve? Well, he's gonna have
2: to go to a team that believes in him, right? So it's it's gonna be more than there's an opportunity there. It's they believe in him, mm-hmm. and and like I'll I'll give you an example: Arizona Coyotes. Their biggest flaw right now is they uh, don't have players. Um, hey,
0: but, Alexander yeah. Kerfoot. So possibly Matt Dumba. Possibly we'll so get to that.
2: Who is a more established NHL player? Let's play this game. Clayton Keller. Well, obviously not. <laughs> Nick Schmaltz. Yeah. Obviously Nick Schmaltz. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Zucker. Yeah. Who they just got? Lawson Kraus. Alex Kerfoot, who they just got. Nick Bugstad. Barrick Hayton. And only now are we reaching players that. Zadina has a chance over Travis Boyd, Liam O'Brien, Michael Carcone, mm-hmm. who had a fantastic season in the AHL, Matthias Michelli who still needs a deal, but he was a great rookie, and Jack McBain, who had a great season in his in was a good rookie. Like so, you you even take a team like that. Like, where is this guy going to get an NHL job? Where is he going to take a job where he's part of the top twelve forwards every night? And I don't think it serves him to be one of the uh 10 11 or 12 forwards.
1: No, you got to be top 9. You got to have some offensive Where role. the hell
2: is he going to go? Well,
1: I think you can go to pl- teams like like I said I, and I, and I I'm not trying to take shots here. Ca- uh, Chicago has filled out their top 12, right? They're not thin up front like they were last year. Um uh the Ducks are pretty thin. Like if you have a look at their lineup, it's yeah, pretty thin. That could be an option. Arizona is an option, but here's the problem with going to teams like that. If the Ducks play like the Ducks did last year, if Arizona plays like Arizona did last year for the majority of the year, nobody had great numbers. Nobody looked good. Look at look at the way, look at John Klingberg's defensive metrics with the Ducks. Now, is he a bad defensive defenseman? John Klingberg absolutely. But is he that bad? No, I don't believe that. Uh, I think it's just a product of playing with a hopeless team like the Ducks were last year.
2: You can make the argument it's a product of playing with good defensemen in Dallas.
1: Sure. You know. It's amazing how good players get better when they're surrounded by other good players, isn't though, funny? isn't it? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that how the numbers improve, too? Yeah. I, think, I think with Zadina, it's like, okay, obviously he's going to have offers. One team I wondered about. One team I wondered about. Who needs scoring depth?
2: I mean, everyone. Are you going to see the leave?
1: Wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you have a look? Wouldn't you drop that coaster? I we Listen, listen We're All dropping something today. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you take a shot? Because once you get past the top six, I mean, Nick Robertson's gonna be fighting for a spot. If you're Philip Zadine and you've got that kind of confidence, do you think that you can outduel Nick Robertson for a spot? Do you think that you can uh, slide in along? I don't know who their third line center is gonna be. If it's Holmberg or Kampf or somebody else, is it Domi? Um, can you know? And and is it. And one of the things Kyle Dubas was really, really good at with the Leafs uh, was convincing guys. Hey, listen, come over, come play with the Marlies a little bit. We're going to have injuries, but we're going to give you your shots with the Marlies, and we're gonna we're gonna develop you and be. A, and the
0: Leafs do have that system still in place. Well, Didina doesn't want to play for the Marlies. If you want to play in the AHL, you could have stuck around at Grand Rapids. Okay. Well, then you know, and made four point five six million dollars. <laughs> okay. Top six.
2: Pick ridiculous talent has underachieved so far is going to go somewhere for probably close to league min. Pittsburgh. What number is he going to wear in Tampa?
0: Oh, oh. what
2: number no. is Philip like gonna wear
1: in Tampa? You know what? I like that fit. It's not bad. I like that fit of a lot. Of course, you like that fit. Yeah, and I uh, the other one I wondered about was staying within the division, the Buffalo Sabers.
2: That could be neat.
1: Yeah, because they'd be they're at that point where. They, I would think they're either making the playoffs this year, but they're for sure making it next. I just worry about their goaltending a little bit still.
2: Preds?
1: Preds? Nah. Um, I don't think he fits that system. But no, he, Buffalo is young and exciting, and um, they have like offensively just dynamic players. I wonder if, if he fits in there and, and can kind of feed off of that.
2: Isn't Edmonton the land of come here and throw up 60 points? Out of nowhere?
1: Yeah.
2: Off floor. With Connor
0: Connor Brown, I think they kind of got that locked up. If they were
1: interested in that, they would have pulled him for Yamamoto and Costas.
0: Don't you think? No, Maybe not, not that, at number. that number. Not at that number. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, okay. you, nobody wants him at that number. But the, I think CJ's right in that he's going to have a job within totally. like the 4 minutes or whatever. You know, it's going to be there. It's just a matter of he needs to stick now in the NHL level and like if you want to be a top 6 forward, it's it's 6 times 100 and or it's 6 times 32, so it's like almost 200 like 192. So it Don't is make me do math. Philip Zadina, a top 200 forward in the NHL. I don't know. Probably just out of there. I'm looking at uh, yeah. Why not? Like, why I, he be? I don't. I don't think he's probably gonna. He's probably gonna stick somewhere. It's just a matter of where and if he's actually as bad as the Red Wings think. Then this could be a disaster. But we'll see. He's gonna get the opportunity. Is what I'm
1: trying to. say. So I, I'm looking at. I'm, I'm going back to the Sabres for a second because they're gonna give Lucas Rousick a, a shot, who's like a sixth rounder from like 2019, but he lit up the AHL last year. But it's like the third line is Greenway, Middlestat, and right now Rousick. And if he played two games last year in the NHL, so if um, if you're Buffalo, why wouldn't you take a shot on a guy like this? Look at the so Buffalo's first power play unit. Silly. It's it's Tuck, Cousins, Skinner, uh, Tage Thompson, and Rasmus Dahlin. Pretty good. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Pretty good. But then I look at their second power play unit, and nothing against the forwards here. But J.J. Paterka, yeah. Casey Metalstat, and then right now, Daily Faces Faceoff has Lucas Rousik slotting in there.
2: I mean, you're making a face at Rousick. I'm making a face at middlestat
1: Well, R- stat's the center, right? Yeah. So that's why. Um, but I just think, man, like even something like that, there are
0: holes on some of these up-and-coming teams he could fit in. Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of teams where there's a top six role for Zadina somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the conclusion we're coming to is that he it's a good bet. It's, it's not the worst bet in the world because he's going to get an opportunity. It's just now a matter of, is he actually talented? And uh, CJ confirmed Zadina cleared. He
1: is now officially an unrestricted free agent in there. Four minutes ago. Yeah.
2: There and it. Andy Andreoff, who people scoffed at yesterday when I tweeted about him. Yes, he's 32. He had 37 goals in the AHL last year. Like, that's that's the sort of player who could play in the NHL, I think. But he's probably going to make more money overseas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what Zadina has, too. He probably has offers.
2: Uh, not very lucrative. Like, uh,
0: wh- well, what's what's SDA making?
2: Uh, f- five hundred grand American. Uh, Just oh yeah,
0: the what is six million rubles we did last show we converted it or whatever it is. it was is. four points. Or I forget what it was, but it came out to five hundred USD. Five hundred and seven. Yeah, oh. thousand American yeah.
2: dollars. Um. I don't. I have no idea how taxes mm-hmm. work over there.
0: It would make more sense if he was Russian, but he's from Czech Republic, right? It's more. Yep, y- Yeah. It's yeah. more likely he'd go home if he's Russian playing the KHL. Is, the, familiar, is it, does but. the
1: Czech league paywall?
2: I have no idea. Yeah. My guess is no, because I have no idea.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. If they did, I'd know. You. Yeah. We yeah. probably would have heard about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, listen. I I want to wish him the best personally because I just think man, giving up $5 million guaranteed to bet on yourself. Oh. No one's going to think that that is, like from our layman's terms, going to think that's a good idea. But nobody knows you like you know yourself. And good on him. Sink well, or swim. You got to go for it.
2: You, you keep talking about the cap going up, all right. So all he's got to do to make this a success is put up a good season this year and then sign for something like $3 million.
1: Yeah. What it, Kerfoot, what did Kerfoot do? 10 goals last year? and he got three and a half, and he's had three and a half for the last four years before?
2: He's just a perennial 30-ish point guy. 30, 30, 30,
1: 30, 30. points to get you three million in the NHL next year.
2: If you can play center.
1: Okay, so two and a half then.
2: This, there's a lot of things working against this kid. <laughs> uh, I'm cheering for the good side of this story because, uh, well, as a if you're a Red Wings fan, I understand why you may not cheer for this individual, and that's fine.
1: But do you as, though? I, Red Wings fans, or at least the wing wheel guys, are all like they, they're supportive.
2: No, I know, but you don't want like Zadina to score forty goals next year, and then you go fuck. We got nothing for the sixth overall pick, and he's good. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> that means yeah. the Red Wings probably made a mistake. Like yeah. let's let's be honest. If he okay. turns into a star, the Red Wings at some point down the line made a mistake.
0: And Steve Eiserman is the one who gave him this contract. And Steve Eiserman is the one who's terminated this contract.
2: Well, he's the one who gave him a contract he couldn't bury, right? So he was probably going to either healthy scratch his kid, which makes no sense, or send him to the minors at a roughly half million dollar penalty against the cap, which also makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I uh, He didn't sign a good contract. No. This, this wasn't a good contract for anybody.
1: I, uh, I, I think that... Um uh, that's one I'm going to watch all summer. I want to know where he ends up. I don't know how he slip, flip, puts in. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Have to watch it all afternoon. also, uh, you know, we did best and worst free agencies uh, last episode, guys. Um, I think the nominee for the weirdest has got to be the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, they were up there. I, I can't figure Again. out if what they did was good or bad. It's just, it did happen though. <laughs> it's It's like
2: last summer where it's like, gosh, they did a lot. And some of it looked pretty smart. Like, they got Perron last year. That was good.
1: That was a good pickup.
2: They got Sprung this year. That was good. Gave Sherratt way too much money last year. Mm, Okay. It's too much, but I suppose I understand. Give Hall an unbelievable amount of money. Uh, Okay. I don't understand that. Andrew Kopp last year was fine. Comfer this year. It's a lot of money, but it's fine. They're just kind of the strange hodgepodge team like I, I I'm not totally sure what their identity is I agree with you again I, I as a Leaf fan I'm thrilled Tyler Bertuzzi's here I think it's weird as hell he's not a Red Wing
1: he could have been Wait, the, was... the big long deal they they could have signed him to like they had the money this year they were one of the few teams who had money they had an identity which was we're a bunch of pesky assholes yeah
2: like Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi and Jake Wallman, they, they were a team. Uh, well, and Moritz outsider who can hit the hell out of you. They were a team that could... Don't forget it, Ben Sherratt. Yeah. They were a team that could exhaust you without an abundance of size. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just sort of a bunch of assholes. You kind of need to be that. Like, they were the sort of team I wouldn't really want to run into in the playoffs.
0: The Bertuzzi thing was interesting, too, because they made the decision at the trade deadline, right? So they had discussions with Bertuzzi and they came to the conclusion that they couldn't sign him at whatever number he wanted. And I think that was a miscalculation of one, the market, and just the value that having Tyler Bertuzzi would have. You know, it's if if he's cost this X number that we think he should have got this free agency period, and it turns out he didn't get that at all, you know, but he's probably going to get it next season. Why not just make that deal and have him at a comfy number as the cap goes up? He's a great player. Yeah,
2: it's also tricky. Like, I don't think this was a particularly good summer to be a free agent.
1: No, 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 it wasn't. It was definitely not
2: like we spoke about it, and like okay, teams are gonna go out there and make mistakes because it's a poor free agent class, and they, by and large, didn't. Yep, and they're gonna save all their mistakes for next year,
1: I which will be even more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um, the Alex Dubrincat saga, and it is a saga now, continues um, in uh, in uh, Ottawa. Now, one person who clearly isn't very happy with the Dubrincat camp is Bruce Garriach of the Ottawa Sun, who has tweeted regularly about uh, how Debrin Katz's stance and his people and his idea of how much he's worth um, is holding up this deal. Here's the interesting part. Debrin Katz's agent... Has responded directly to these reports. Oh so I'm gonna give you part of so so we know that Gary Ock has tweeted some some stuff alluding to this. Mm-hmm. Also from his column, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you out to some stuff. He says speaking to uh speaking on the highly popular Ray and Dreggs podcast Monday, TSN insider Darren Drager told co host and former NHLer Ray Ferraro that DeBrin Katz Camp is demanding an eight year seventy point two million dollar deal, uh, which puts him in line with basically Timo Meyer. Debrinkat wants a long-term extension. This is a quote from Drager, not just from the Senators. He'd prefer to play in the U.S. just for family reasons, and that's up to him. He's at a place in his career where he can navigate that path. Now, we know Detroit's interested. We know that Zadina uh, directly affects this because Detroit now has $2 million more million to play with. And that's right. the Islanders and Ducks are also among the teams that are interested. None of them at this point, according to... What we what's been insinuated, and then again, nobody's come out and actually just said it, but it's been hinted at that none of them are interested in the term that DeBrincat is said to be wanting, and Dorian doesn't want to pull the trigger on a trade until such time. At least this is again what's been insinuated. Uh, the a, an extension is worked out between the acquiring team and the parties because it means that Ottawa would get far less. Uh, without it right they get a lot more if he signs an extension in ottawa a sign and trade right and
2: he's got a w- he's he needs a win here yeah he gave up a lot for this player he's got to recoup at least that
1: uh ian mendez of the athletic actually spoke to um de cat's agent and who is his agent uh it jackson uh i don't have his first name jeff jeff, jeff jackson jeff. yeah yeah uh, after you, sh- you should have had that i should have had names jeff so, adam sorry <laughs> the one guy <laughs> is name is jeff. Actually named jeff the one name name is time jeff. you don't guess jeff <laughs> uh, uh, adam um here's here's how the article reads i love the drama in ottawa right now after a headline in the post media in post media not even naming the sun which i love uh stated Quote, Alex DeBrincat's contract demands are holding up a trade from the Ottawa Senators. That was the headline. Jackson called the report, quote, entirely false and without merit in a text message to The Athletic. Hmm. Jackson wanted to clarify the circumstances around his client, which he believes have been mischaracterized by recent media reports. By the way, the main person reporting on this happens to be the Post Media Reporter uh, and some local podcasters, too. As far as I uh, have been advised, according to Jeff Jackson... There have been no agreements of any kind on an actual trade involving Alex, and I would require that before entering into any negotiation. We are waiting patiently for that to happen. Agents and players don't make trades. That's the GM's job. By July 1st, this is Pierre Dorian on June 28th. By July 1st, I think we'll have a good idea. Quote, maybe teams teams that aren't in right now could be if the players they want to target, they can't acquire. On Saturday, which is um, July 1st, Dorian then conceded, uh, well, when the arbitration period ends, we'll have to make a decision.
2: There's such a hard bottleneck in the league right now. Like nothing's getting done.
1: The senator has filed for arbitration with Alex DeBrincat yesterday because, as you remember, I believe they qualified him, but uh, he's not going to accept the qualifier. Um, to According to Perry Dorian on Saturday, which is July 1st, he indicated to us that he won't sign here long term. That doesn't mean he won't sign short term, though. So here's the here's the scenario: if Dorian doesn't get this worked out, and this is where it, it comes down to him, they've been trying to push in the media in Ottawa. Oh, this is all down to Brinkat and his outrageous demands. Whoa. Really, what it comes down to is Pierre Dorian's not getting his price. Yeah, and the pressures on him because when they get if they get this contract done, and let's say he's an Ottawa senator in October, which it's looking more and more like he will be. Um, first off. DeBrincat then can't sign a contract extension for the 24-25 season until after January 1st. Mm-hmm. So even if you want to deal him and you want him to sign the extension at the next place, you can't trade him until January 1st, 2024. And that means you're basically looking at trading Alex DeBrincat at the trade deadline, which, depending upon how much he makes in a flat cap world, might be very hard to do. And maybe he has a bad year. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe something hurts his value. Man, I didn't realize until I kind of read into this how much pressure is on the Senators to get this done. He
2: cannot sit out either. Like, he can't do what Neilander did.
1: No, he's got, he's got to agree to the one-year deal. But I think cool. Dorian's the guy under the pressure here because you're right he did give up a lot but also that I forgot about that stipulation when you sign the guy as an RFA he can't sign the extension until the first day of the next year
0: yeah it's uh when you sign it through arbitration right right which yeah. is bizarre but i don't know why it matters uh but
1: it matters apparently Didn't
2: something similar happened to Kokoniemi it wasn't through arbitration but he he wasn't able to sign an extension with Carolina until January
1: yeah i do remember that yeah I, mean, I think yeah
2: there's a lot of intrigue to go around here, man.
1: Ooh. Now, I don't know how this ends. cat is a two-time 40-goal scorer already. Already. He's down in the 20s this year with Ottawa.
2: 28.
1: 28. Not bad. Not bad. I'm not I'm not taking away from him. Uh, also, you know, Ottawa didn't score as much as they wanted to. Josh Norris was out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Forget the trade, because we can blue sky trades all day. We have no idea.
2: We could also thread trades all day. We
1: could thread trades all day. You're right. That's a good point. Guys, what do you think your number would be if you're the acquiring team on Alex Debrincat? He wants Timo Meyer money. They are two completely different players. Meyer's a little more physical, does score a lot, but Debrincat is to me like pure goal scorer. Mm. And there's lots of teams that could use pure goal
2: scorer. Yes. I'm okay. So, goal scoring is extremely hard to do. I think a player like Timo Meyer is a bit of a unicorn, where he's sort of the full package. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess for me, the conversation sort of comes down to who would you rather. I mean, I'd probably rather have Timo Meyer right now, <laughs> based on the season Meyer had and the season cat had, had. Meyer's contract, I think, pissed off some players. Why? I think it's really good. Tom Fitzgerald's done nothing but extremely tidy work uh, with the New Jersey Devils. Um, Their their cap structure—it's awesome. It reminds me a lot of Tampa from a few years ago, um, where everyone's locked up. Everyone very clearly took a haircut. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's still pretty fairly compensated or or well compensated. They're young and they're in a, a good spot to win. Oh, I look at Debrinkat. Like, one thing that we've said over and over again with him, and it, it makes me cringe every time, is uh, he's not necessarily a play driver. Like, he's a great finisher, but he's not necessarily a play driver. Dude, I'm not giving you $9 million for eight years or whatever if you don't drive play. What are you talking about? So, like, the Senators were... Like let's say one center injury away from like a ten goal reduction, kind of be an ordinary. You know what I mean? I like. I kind of agree with the not giving him eight years thing. But now here's how this could work out for Debrinket. You go out there, you light the league up for fifty. This year. (laughs) Yeah. Which he's fully capable of. Yes. And you go into next year and you go, the number is 10. I scored 50 goals. I'm a free agent. 10. Ottawa would never let that happen. $80 million contract.
0: Right. Ottawa would never let it reach that point. Where where you would recoup zero assets for this player that you traded the seventh overall pick in 2022 plus the 39th overall.
2: It's also worth mentioning uh, he's younger than Meyer. Like I want to say by like (coughs) what? Four years?
0: Yeah. Debrink Brinkett's 25.
2: Man, I really like that player. It's so much money. I guess the Sens don't really need to worry about the cap, but he doesn't want to stay there. No,
0: no, he's not saying he wants to play for a U.S. team. Like that's, I think that's a foregone conclusion. And there's got to be a team out there who's willing to do it. You know, the team not in contention right now. Like I think of if Anaheim didn't make a couple of those signings, they'd be ripe to do something. I wonder if Ottawa drops the whole, well, he's got to have an
1: eight-year extension worked out too. Because like, remember what happened with Mark Stone, where they barely got him traded by the trade deadline. It was like a few minutes before. I wonder if they're just like, you know
0: what, sometimes you got to take an L, grab a, grab a good prospect uh, in return. No, because I think like it's, it's the other team who wants the eight-year extension plus to brink it, right? Yeah. He wants to sign a long-term deal with whatever team he's going to. Plus the other team who's acquiring him doesn't want to be in the position that Ottawa is in right now where he wants to leave.
2: What about this conversation? Uh, Alex, we need each other. We need you to play for our team. Um, and you need to have a better than twenty-eight goal season for us. You need to have a better than twenty-eight goal season so you can get the money you want. We need you to have a better than twenty-eight goal season so that we can recoup the assets we paid for you.
0: Yeah, but when?
2: I think I think in Ottawa ha- this year
0: we have to be trade deadline. You think you think he's playing through in Ottawa and they're trading him at the trade deadline? There's so much less assets you can get. As opposed to the off season. Okay,
2: important question: Is he an RFA or UFA? He's RFA right RFA. now. UFA at the,
0: at the end of it. UFA at uh, the end of next year. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The the Ottawa can't sit here and let this thing play out. There's too much trouble. All the scenarios Adam just played out where ugly. hey, what if he doesn't play well? What if he gets injured? What if what if the center that drives the play isn't playing? What if he has a bad year? Like uh, also, I don't
2: think there's a comparable trade out there for what Ottawa gave up for him. So Ottawa gave up pure futures, if I'm not mistaken. A
0: first, a second, and a third. And the first was in the top 10. It was the seventh. It was the seventh overall pick plus the 39th overall pick.
2: I just don't think that's out there. Like what team is able to be, oh, yeah, we'll just take on 9 million bucks. Ottawa's going to, like, I don't think they're heading into next season with the intention of, oh, yeah, we'll sell off at the deadline. Like, I think they want to try to make the playoffs. So you're going to need to go out there and do something like the Pierre-Luc Dubois deal where you get pieces that are going to help your roster now. Mm-hmm. And if you can get futures, then wonderful. That's
1: what they'd want, right? They'd want that.
2: I kind of think that's the deal they need to look at.
1: Well, I, and I just think that they're feeling like um, they won't make the trade unless it involves the extension because they believe that they can't get
0: their fair value back for him. Nope. And 100%. that's the... And they're right to do that. (laughs) Because they need to get as many assets they can for what they gave up.
2: Rock, meet hard place. Yeah. uh, Oh, and you're dealing within the division if you deal with Detroit. Mm -hmm. Iserman Iserman is doing to the Sens what we thought everyone was going to do to the Jets. Like what we thought Montreal was going to do to the Jets. Like, well, you have an unhappy player and he only wants to go to one place. (laughs) Gosh, I wonder how this is going to work out. Shall I give you the sun and the moon
0: now? Or now and then they or? said, oh, wait, L.A. exists.
2: L.A. exists. Let's <laughs> get like four roster players or whatever. It
0: yeah. Is. So it's, it's right now. It's a matter of looking at what American market teams who need a high scoring winger and have a bunch of cap space or at least the freedom to do a long term deal. Like, what are those teams?
2: hmm. I'm just I'm still trying to see where Zadina signed. Um, oh man
0: you wonder like i mentioned there's the arizona is always on the table Mm -hmm. you know because they have all the cap space in the world and they can always use young players to can they can lock down to stick around there for a long time anaheim's in a very similar position um you look at a team like seattle seattle doesn't really have a game breaker um, they could always, use, but true. they, they more so need a center. I would say that as opposed to high scoring winger, that's true. Um,
2: Ari- Arizona is so interesting because they still have a preposterous amount of picks. Mm-hmm. Like they could give up a lot
0: and it's just okay. Cause yeah. they wouldn't miss it.
2: <laughs> they could give up a like, here, let me, I'm going to look at their picks. I had their page open. Yeah. So, uh, uh, ah, okay. If I'm Arizona, here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Cause Ottawa probably wants a first round pick involved in that deal. Sure. Arizona's only, lol, only hmm. first-round picks they have for the next three years are theirs. I'm not giving you any of those.
0: Is Philly a solution? I mean...
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're aggressive enough, too. Yeah. They've been making a lot of moves. This uh, Daniel Brayer has been making a lot of moves to try and retool the team.
2: Philly has their own first and Florida's first. There you go. So that could be something. And if you're the Sens and you need roster players back, like is Konechny involved in that deal? Mm-hmm. Is Lawton involved in that deal?
1: Uh, Konechny, for me, it's like, I mean, that that would be the guy. If I'm the center, that's the guy I want. Wow, and they
2: really don't have any forwards.
1: Who, the the Flyers? Yeah. yeah. Italy's an interesting name, though. Maybe Zadina ends up there, by the way.
2: So yeah. Petirier and Atkinson are on injured reserve. I don't know.
1: I think Atkinson Uh, might be back. I'm not sure about Couturier. I'm not sure if he ever plays again.
2: Well, after that, it's Konechny, Joel Farabee, Scott Lawton, Garnet Hathaway, who they just got, Nicola Delorier, Owen Tippett, Ryan Paling, Wade Allison. I don't know who that is. Tanner Lazinski, I don't know who that is. Noah Cates, who actually got some sulky votes this year as a 24-year-old, and Morgan Frost. Uh, Cates and Frost are both RFAs, and I know Cates... Has filed for arbitration. I don't know about Frost. Okay, dude, they don't have forwards. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: there's moves out there, but I don't think this is going to be a comfortable summer for any involved.
0: Okay. Okay. There's got to be a lot of pressure to do it this off season, not risking it taking place. Sure also, season. also. Sorry,
2: the Flyers only have five point five million dollars in cap space.
0: What about the
1: with LCIR? I don't know. I'm sure it's different because Couturier didn't even play a game last year. Yeah. He he says he's coming back next year, but they all do.
2: Oh, cap space with LTIR candidates eleven point seven. Yeah,
1: there you go. Go. they got the money. Yeah, they got the money. Um, one. So anyway, fascinating story to watch. And this is the thing. Like, I'm so glad that we continue doing the shows because the drama doesn't end, especially in the flat cap era. It, it just keeps going. Um, uh, the guy that they are rumored, the Ottawa Senators, are rumored to maybe want to replace Alex DeBrincat with is Vladimir Tarasenko, who, as of last show, was rumored to be going to the Canes imminently. However, we found out mid-show that he had fired his agent. This is his now third agent. Pat Brisson is his third agent in three seasons. Wow. So that's tough. And I was reading a little bit about it, and, and, and I thought this quote was very interesting. Uh, so J.P. Barry is also a part of the Pat Brisson, I think, I think it's CAA group. Um, and he said, Pat and I got up to speed really quickly here and we we're calling all the teams. We're going to call every single team. We know there were about four or five that were involved just by talking to Vlad. Uh, we have come to, we've come back to square one where the discussions were, uh, you know, who was contacted, who wasn't. And we're going to find out exactly where things were as of last night I don't want to comment until I find out exactly where the discussions were what time what was offered I can't comment until I talk to all these teams now I want you to imagine you're the Carolina Hurricanes let's say this this rumor was true can you imagine how annoying uh, it would I be? wasn't swept <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm getting into character <laughs> I wasn't swept even though I was swept right, uh, right. can you imagine how annoying it would be to be you know Don Waddell and Eric Tulski and 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 you're right there with Tarasenko and he fits the team and he's the, sco- he's the scoring depth you need if, like last year, you lose Aho and Vinan going into the playoffs. And uh, all of a sudden, oh, actually,
0: uh, we were 20 minutes from signing this contract, but he's fired his agent and we're starting the process. You know what I'm going to guess? Fuck that. Out annoying. of pure speculation, mm-hmm. that number that Carolina offered was not good enough. I they, doubt it was a good number. They are routinely underpaying their players. What? And... <laughs> I assume <laughs>
2: they they paid Bunting and Orlov.
0: They did. They did. I assume they did not want to pay Vladimir Tarasenko the number that he thinks he's probably worth and that they um he looked at it and he said, "You know what? I'm not going to accept this little less from Carolina. I'm going to try and get something else. I'm going to get a new agency and see if they can negotiate a bigger deal see, somewhere else." That's just a pure speculation. The
2: Hurricanes do not overpay players. No. We know that. <laughs> um Five or six million bucks for a guy who had 18 goals and 50 points in 69 games.
0: Where are you getting five or six million bucks?
2: That's the report. Do you think that That was the number? That was the number that's out there. You think he gets that? Look up Tarasenko five, six million.
0: (laughs) I I can't remember who had it. If you look back on just like NHL players and them going to get their bag, you know, he signs that seven year deal, 7.5 or eight year deal with the St. Louis Blues. He plays it out. He gets traded at the end of it. You know, you should always sign that deal in the prime of your career. Always just do it. Like never fault a player like to forget chasing after that eight year contract, because at the end of that, when you're in your early 30s, unless you're the mega star and you can maintain that level of play, your next contract is going to be a lot less. People are just
2: not understanding where I'm at. With uh, Austin Matthews and William Nylander. Like, yes, from the player's perspective, yeah. of course, go out and get all the money in the world. If you cheer for a team because there's a hard cap, you cheer for every player to make as little as possible.
0: They should all play and if for you league men.
2: You're a little weird. <laughs> you're a little weird because um, you're actively cheering against the team that you cheer for, which is weird. Tarasenko, though, 34 goals 82 points in 75 games the season before yeah he
1: was great so good he was great many hard miles there's no report that i I can find that that names it but everybody seems to be in the five to six million dollar range let me
2: try to find it Mm -hmm. let me try to find it oh man what are you looking at adam
1: uh, I'm looking at tweets from February so that's probably not helpful nope. no um, uh, making it for a good podcast yeah so I think <laughs> uh, it's interesting um, so he switched from Mike Liute from Octagon to Paul Theofanos who represents Artemi Panarin who's a good friend uh, which I believe is of you what, Paul Theophanos? He's a good friend of you. No, he's a different Panarin. Ag- agency. Oh. Uh, no, he's a good friend of Tarasenko.
0: No, I think thought, thought Panarin was a good friend of Ellen. <laughs> no, Mild. he's not.
1: He's not. Good friend oh, of okay. no. Um, <laughs> which is I'm assuming how they sort of ended up on the same team together. I just like at you know, at his he's thirty one. He's unquestionably the best unrestricted free agent forward left. People are so annoying. Sorry, what I've found is... Oh, that stupid Tarasenko picture that ever... There's a photo of Tarasenko on a plane. It's a running joke on Twitter. I know, and they keep people
2: keep retweeting it going... He's in Ottawa. He's in
1: Dallas. He's in whatever. Tampa.
2: He's in... um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know.
1: I know. I know. I I I almost got fooled by that too, so it's all good. I just, you know, I I think with Tarasenko, you're looking at a one-year contract. If Dorian hmm, can somehow swing this, okay? Let's say he gets... What he's looking for in terms of, um, he's able to move to Brin with an extension. He gets an asset back, uh, and the asset's a good asset. It's a young, younger, younger player. first round pick. Okay, first round pick, and then you get Tarasenko on balance. Doesn't feel so bad. It's not so hard to sell that to. The I don't public.
0: hate it at all. No, it makes a lot of sense.
1: I agree, and I'm excited for it.
2: Uh, not because I want the Sens to have something good happen to them and get good players because they cheer for the Leafs and I want good things to happen to the Leafs. How weird is that? Um, it could open up the league a little bit because Tarasenko finds a landing spot. Mm-hmm. Carolina missed out on him. Mm-hmm. Well, they obviously wanted him, so who do they fill that void with? I know the answer is not no one. Right? Debrinket moves to Detroit. Detroit's done a little bit of business and uh, Okay. Well, what does that open up? What does that open up? Mm-hmm. Listen, we're still doing shows here.
1: Well, I think we, <laughs> we need, need stuff to listen, happen. <laughs> there, is, there is actually, there's a few players holding things up right now. Calgary is pissing me right off. They're not doing anything. You got, like. <laughs> we want every, we want, only want players that want to play here. Nobody wants to play here. We're going to hang on to the players that we got. <laughs> it's just They don't bonkers. call Craig
0: Colroy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> call um, someone. There hasn't been a trade in five days.
1: Yeah, there isn't. That's there was, uh, bullshit. There was Last a player. Was a Patrick Maroon one. Uh There was a player that was holding things up, and uh, that player has now officially signed a contract. Uh, Zach McEwen, a throw oh, contract. Yeah? Wow. The Senator, 775 grand. Here's what I don't get. Steve, was, why is that too much money? <laughs> what? Why does it? Can I it's less than free. <laughs> why does anyone care? Steve does. <laughs> it's a three-year contract for a guy that just brings some knuckles. It doesn't affect your cap. If he plays it's literally league minimum. Yeah, if yeah. he plays, whatever. If he doesn't play, then it's like half the amount that you can bury under. O- Ottawa, Ottawa, three years. Oh, Ottawa. People are like, why did they do three years? Who fucking cares? You bury the contract in the A. Who cares? Like, like I, yeah. I don't know why this matters. Belleville's now, nice. You gotta start acting like you have a rich owner because you have a rich owner now. That's actually
0: Who new. gives a shit, Steve? Why is that too much money to play a, a game?
2: <laughs> uh, something about I need no. I need this explained to me on TikTok mm-hmm. by someone who has no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. I, I need I need someone to explain it to me. I just think it's very funny <laughs> that all of a sudden the Atlantic is an arms race.
0: Oh, uh, to get people to punch people in the face.
2: Well, the Sens now have McEwen and Imama. Uh, the Bruins have potentially Trent Frederick if they bring him back, but also uh, Milan Lucic, Leafs and Reeves, uh, Habs and Jackeye, the Florida Panthers are, you know, it's it's not going to be, uh, there's no uh, easy outs mm-hmm. in the Atlantic.
1: No, there isn't. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, based on our conversation last episode, a lot of people think I don't like Kyle Dubas or never liked Kyle Dubas. And I'm like, because I, I, I didn't think the penguins did a great job. I was, I was hard on them because they're not any better than they were when they started free agency, but I was right though. What about you were going to get, oh, that's fine. There was a lot of people who agreed too. I got lots of agreements, a lot of disagreements. That's fine. Um, if you're bare bottom, if you think that I don't like Kyle Dubas and you haven't listened to this show ever. That said, uh, Josh Yowie with the uh, the Athletic had a a very interesting piece about why because they're one of the rumored teams on Eric Carlson and Eric Carlson is holding things up. Sorry, who
2: is in on Eric Carlson? Penguins.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Well, uh, I think the idea is that um, you bring more excitement in uh, and you you run with it. Like Carlson's thirty three. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, all over 35. You're you probably got to move Jeff Petrie, who's fine, still fine, still a good player. Um, and according to, you know, what I could find, if this deal were to happen, it would have to involve a third team, obviously, to take on the salary. Yeah. Right? And the Penguins would have to give up a lot to do that. But if the reports are to be believed, it looks as though San Jose might be willing to retain as much as $4 million a year. Wow. So now that's an, that ex, it's an extreme example. But Eric Carlson at $7 million is all of a sudden a lot easier. Now what happens if you get a team to take $2 million in there as well? Then you've got Eric Carlson at $5 million. And that's a lot more palatable. You could make that work if you're Kyle Dubas. And if that happens, I don't know how it would
0: happen. If it happens. Wait, it can't get down to five. Because I can't more you, than 50% if of If you a bring contract. a third team in. No, but you can't, isn't it you can't retain more than with fifty percent of a contract? With one team. Yeah, That's well, right. Oh, and then so you can do you could do fifty and fifty. It's like what the Leafs did with Felino.
2: Yeah, the Leafs got Felino for a quarter of his salary because the
1: co- I think
0: was, Blue
2: Jackets retained fifty. He was traded to the Sharks who retained 25, 50% fifty percent of that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So twenty five of the total. So you can get up to seventy five percent. Yeah. I believe so. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So
1: it would be complicated. Dubas has done this deal before, though, as we kind of pointed out there. If that happened, done it with the Sharks. If that happens, that is going to be a crazy team to watch. I don't know what
2: they'd look like. Latang and Carlson. Carlson. Sens fans. Here, here's what I want to know. I'm sure you. Pens hate, fans. Pens fans. No, no, Sens. Oh, okay. Because right. I'm sure you hate seeing, like, an, an old Sen go to the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Would Carlson going to the Penguins not kill you?
1: <laughs> oh man,
2: seventeen! Oh man, he had the Conn Smythe wrapped up. Like, if the Sens had gone to the final that year and lost, he still might have won it. And he then joins the team that beat him in double OT game seven. Ooh, ooh! That one would sting.
1: Um, it, obviously, it would be very, very complicated to get that deal done. So here's my other question, and this is a guy that we're not hearing a lot about. If they miss on Carlson, if they miss on Carlson, why wouldn't they go after Matt Dumba? He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, We know the Coyotes are all over him, but I think he's holding out for maybe an opportunity with a team that's more competitive right now. And if they can move some salary out, like if they have, whatever that third team is, if Kyle Dubas is concocting a three-team trade here, he could still go to them and say, listen, will you take some salary off? Is it Jeff Petrie? Is it, whoever, just I don't, I don't, I don't know enough or, or, or know what Kyle Dubas wants with the Penguins roster, but can we move enough salary off so that we can fit Matt Dunba under this? And the team, the acquiring team gets a, and I keep using Jeff Petrie, but he seems like the odd man out. You get a- Oh my God, I
2: didn't even think of that.
1: You know what I mean? So, so Dubas would still have, even if the Carlson deal falls through, probably a third party worked out that he could still use and pay the price and then bring in, bring in his guy, and I think Matt Dumbo is a guy the Leafs under Dubas were very interested in inquiring but it, the price was always never too high.
2: happened. And he's not afraid to deal with Minnesota, and he's done three way deals with Minnesota as well. I'm just throwing that out there because of
1: I that. well GM relationships actually do factor into this because a lot of GMS don't talk to each other.
2: Right. Okay. So Penguins fans, uh, this is important. Um, now, the asterisk on the information I'm going to give you is, it, you know. Dubis might not have necessarily made every deal that Dubis did, mm-hmm. right? The, the, he has assistant general managers, Brandon Pridham, Haley Wickenheiser, or had them um, in Toronto. But Doug Armstrong of the St. Louis Blues joined Adam on Agent Provocateur, mm-hmm. and he talked about GMs basically only speaking to like six people. Now that's not true for all GMs. Brad Living seems to deal with basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dubis through his time in Toronto, primarily dealt with a few teams very heavily. Yes. Off the top of my head, I believe Minnesota was in there. Columbus was in there. For some reason, Ottawa was in there, which was very surprising because the Leafs are in that division. Um, And the number one trade partner was the St. Louis Blues. We already know the St. Louis Blues were up to some big business. They were. This summer. I, I feel like you don't just go from wanting to trade Tory Krug to just simply not doing it.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. Same style.
2: Is there something there? Is that... And is that something Tory Krug would do?
1: Right. Because the reason he... I don't know. Off, you Playing with Crosby seems okay.
2: Oh, here's a little bit of drama. Nah, this wouldn't happen. But I'll throw it... Just in, throw it out there anyway. Pocket. Who cares? What if Torrey Krug says no to a trade to the Flyers and then goes to the Penguins? That'd be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Or he just... Philly fans the, would never let him forget that. He goes to another team involved. It, it does feel like he's a big move that could still happen mm-hmm. if, but, if he chooses for it to happen.
0: If they're going after a defenseman, you wonder why they did the Ryan Graves deal? You know it's like if they could they could held on that if they're trying to do carlson i like graves as as a as a partner i don't mind a. graves he's just not not but that long i, don't I guess it. i guess if you make that move you got to make the subsequent subsequent move to move somebody out and then bring in this other defenseman whether it's Tory crew carlson or dumba
1: i just uh i just bought out uh, jeff petrie's contract on cap friendly three million this year 4.5 million next year which
0: would
2: that ain't happened
0: that would wipe out the they increase don't, do they have another buyout window do they have anybody filing for arbitration if I, not then they don't uh oh yeah couldn't they buy them out in
1: august isn't there a
0: no they would need somebody on their team to file for arbitration to get uh, access to the second buyout geez, window such a fucking <laughs> also with the 50 the double 50 percent retained um you know when that happened when with ryan o'reilly yes oh. yeah. <laughs> and
2: minnesota was involved
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't bring that. It that was St. Uh,
2: Louis and Minnesota. It was two of his favorites. Yeah. So
1: I'm looking at this team. Okay, so you got Jake Gensel one more year at 6, 028, 28 years old. I think you keep that.
2: Sorry, the Penguins do have a player at arbitration. Go. They have Drew O'Connor. Okay, so you could, okay,
0: uh, so they're going to get access to the second buyout window. So if you wanted to buy out Jeff Petrie, you could. They, you
2: got they ain't doing it.
0: Brian
1: Rust, you got to, at at sorry Brian Rust at five point one two five million for the next. Five years. Mm-hmm. He's 31. Michael Granlin, who I know that that uh, Dubas loved, but that was in 2019. Um, That's he's got, a while ago, man. He's got two more years at $5 million. Ricard Raquel has five more years at $5 million. He's like, I'm looking at these numbers too. 31, 31, 30. 32 for Riley Smith, who just signed there. Jeff Carter's got another year at 3.125. You know, you got to wonder if that contract, I'm going to just buy that out.
0: <laughs> uh, you save $2 bucks. Could it be that Kyle Dubas inherited a colossally bad situation? Dude. Oh, he did.
2: We talked about this. I was it's like, bad. wait a sec. This doesn't look fun at all.
0: Yeah. It, Maybe it's not <laughs> his fault for struggling to... Oh, it's, uh, the team as fix- it's currently constructed is not his fault. All right. He's trying to fix this roster that's broken, and he's been there for like a month. He's
2: not inheriting the 2017 Penguins. No, right. Like it's <laughs> 2023 and they have actually struggled for a while now.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, he has a fucking awful situation. He's got to make it a lot better very quickly. And so
2: they don't have a whole ton of assets. No. Mm, boy.
0: Um. Yeah. So it
1: futures, I should say. Uh, I'm actually I've been uh, I and as I bring up Matt Dumba, I want to just kind of go off. There was some French language reports about Matt Dumba. You know, he's been connected to the Coyotes. Uh, a lot of people are saying in the French media uh, because they speculate about everything. Uh, what about him to Montreal? They need why a, not a guy who can can uh, you know they get Reinbacher, they get Lane Hudson. Uh, can this guy be sort of a long term guy to help bring those guys up? And as his skills diminish, but he's still a valuable top four piece in your in your lineup. Uh, the the younger guys take over, and he's the guy that sort of shepherds them into the NHL. shows them how to be great
2: so this is a bad mental block for me i've just started any interesting free agent i automatically uh drop the pool down to um 25 teams because they're not going to canada like if matt dumba can go anywhere he's not going here he's so, yeah, it's, it's an a interesting bit
0: interesting idea. I think it's a bit extreme. It's a bit extreme. It
2: is a bit extreme. No, I know that. Like, because every Canadian team, except for Calgary, has done some free agency stuff. But I just. Yeah.
0: But like, we just talked about Tarasango to Ottawa yeah. as being a real possibility.
2: Yeah. But it's funny because when I, the mental block uh, still blocks that because <laughs> you're like, Tarasenko's going to Ottawa, and I'm like, what a weirdo. <laughs> you know when you come to the country that I
0: live in and like. You know a lot of them are from here. Yeah, no. Isn't but Why Dumba? would they
2: come here?
1: Isn't Dumba Canadian?
0: Dumba's... No. Uh, yeah, he right? Is. right?
2: Is he? Yeah, he is. Uh, Western Dumba. Canadian. I don't remember where. Um,
1: Alberta? The Montreal Canadiens. What's your is? guess? Alberta. What's your guess? Uh, Southern Ontario. You can't just say Ontario. That's a cheat code. Regina. Oh! Hey! Regina. Yeah. Um, The Montreal Canadiens with LTI or space have $9.8 million to spend. Because remember, Carey Price. Yes. So they have the money. Even though they, they have the money to, quote unquote, overpay or give him a long-term deal, which, you know, again, any free agency this year or free agent this year is probably like, eh, I don't really want a long-term deal. But if he wanted to make some big cash, Montreal would be a really good place. And, um, I mean, they did just trade Joel Edmondson.
2: Can I be an asshole? Of course. Justin Hall gets $3.4 million. What does Dumba get?
1: Oh, he should be double that.
2: Dude, I shoot right and I'm an NHL defense.
0: And I'm really good.
2: I need generational wealth, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But if you don't sign it on July 1, the money's gone. Yeah. Oh. Well, That's, at least this year. He got screwed.
1: Do you think it'll be the same next year when it goes up that much? There's gonna be people are gonna spend wildly July 1st, but like, is there gonna be money left? Oh, yeah, over? drunken sailors.
0: No, yeah, okay. but they're going to spend all the money in within that 24 you hours. You think so, eh? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to lose their minds. Yeah. And July 2nd will all be dried up, and then July 3rd will be fucking Sahara Desert.
2: <laughs> I think you'll see a shitload of long-term deals.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Just want to
1: ask. Um, what did you guys think of the Kopitar extension in LA? Two years, $7 million per year.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm really glad something good finally happened to the Kings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's unreal, man. Uh, they, it's amazing what they've done. I'm looking at their roster. The only thing that they got to sort out, and you have to think Carlson probably plays a bit of this. Um, I don't even know how, but the LA Kings just, I can't imagine that they're going to go with these goaltenders. Um, They got got big save Dave. Uh, They got Dave Riddick? Yeah, they Uh, got for 875. They got Cam Talbot for a million and Phoenix Copley for 1.5.
2: So they looked at the pre-COVID flames and they said, we need that goaltending uh yeah no i don't like
1: it it does feel it does feel like john gibson and or connor hallebuck are coming does it not Uh, connor hallebuck more than gibson or
2: how about fucking anybody (laughs) that's that's pretty shit man
1: i know it's surprising it's like it's i mean it's literally the one thing i'll give them is that lots of last year year they thought they had a good goalie with cal peterson yes and then they found out in the season that they didn't if they go into this year knowing that they don't have a good goalie i mean it's a little better (laughs) it's not great uh i
2: guess i mean eh, talbot's good but like i don't know if you can depend on him to play more than 35 games
1: okay so i'm gonna blow your mind here do it jesse steve steve jesse don't look at uh, any stats right now
0: look away look away look up king signings look up is that is that fair Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I didn't know if I was cheating. Tell
1: me Phoenix Copley's record this year with the LA Kings.
2: Oh, Phoenix Copley
1: is, is it's he really good. A contract? Yes, he is. He's got the one year. Uh, 20, 20 and 5.
2: I'll say <laughs> 21 and 11.
1: Okay, you guys can't do a goaltender without giving me a save percentage. Give me a save percentage
2: 9.14.
1: Jesse, 9.04. It's Okay, so you guys were both off on the save percentage. It's a 90... Actually, no, just a little off, Jesse. 903.
0: Wow, oh, I'm so off.
1: 903. Oh, 903.
2: dumbass.
1: What a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, No, but check this out. The LA Kings were so good that he was 24-6-3. Oh, there you go, yeah. That's oh. a really good record, and they got him at a million and a half bucks. Now, they yeah. probably would prefer to play a little bit more of an open style game with a little more confidence in that.
0: You guys don't remember that but they can the manage it. where Phoenix Copley sa- literally saved the Kings I season? I forgot about it. Because both their goalies were just yeah. dog shit yeah. and, and injured. And, and then they call up Phoenix Copley and all of a sudden this age of career AHL goalie is saving their season. The
1: thing Wait, is, is that he was I good did. in Washington a, a few years ago, who's, too, in
2: 1819. Huh? Who's Phoenix Copley?
0: What, what is he mean? about to do?
2: Oh, you mean Phoenix Copley of
1: North Pole, Alaska?
0: That's, oh my god.
1: <laughs> That's why? what you have Ma- to Maddie, call him. Maddie's got her head in her hands. Like, I don't know why. to North uh, Pole. Why did you need to do that? <laughs>
2: he's from Santa Claus land, Maddie. He's from the place where Santa Claus is from.
1: He's played uh, uh, Finland. He has started 61 know, games that? in his career.
2: The Finns think he's from Finland.
1: He started 61 games in his career. He is 40, 15, and six. Mm-hmm. Do you take a bet? What the I fuck? I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Now he's played sixty-eight, but sixty-one of them were starts. Do you do you take that chance with this team that should compete for the Stanley Cup, well, or and, and has some great great young goal or defense coming up too? They've uh, Jordan Spence and Brant Clark. Holy oh, yeah.
2: shit! So when you said Talbot and Riddick, I'm like, okay, well they're boned. But when you say Talbot and uh, Copley with Riddick as an insurance policy, that seems a lot better. It's not great, mm-hmm. but I think they can go into next season with it. And if they want an upgrade at the deadline, they can do
1: that. Cam, Ta- Cam Talbot's record in Ottawa, guys, give it to me. Give me wins, losses, and in
0: how long save percentage. How many games?
1: He played 36 games in Ottawa. That was it? Oh, my gosh. It probably Started so 32 of them, which means he came in relief. 897 okay what do you think your save percentage was there steven
2: 898 okay and uh record of how many games uh
1: let's let's say he started 32 32 starts 36 games but uh 15
0: 10 and was it five okay all right (laughs) I'm huh? going to say I like the way you I said 5 six. there. Huh? 6 is you said Oh no, you said 32. Oh my gosh, I, still, don't, I don't you know. don't have to worry about the I'm math. Too much. The, don't worry about the math. Yeah. Is it yeah. the
1: games in the 30s? It's in the 30s. Yeah. 14 mm-hmm. 14 and 4. No, oh, I like that. 17 14 and 2. So you both were close. Okay, okay. not bad. All right. And Steve, you nailed the situation. Dick shit! No, but
2: you only did that because of my shit. Jazz, you dickhole! Yeah, that's that's that. Oh, 60g- fucking prices right <laughs> to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so can you? Between Phoenix Copley with twenty-four wins and Cal, Cam Talbot with seventeen wins. You could, you could probably cobble together a 40-45 win season with yeah. those two goalies.
2: Yeah, I think so. They're I gonna be they're, fine. Yeah, LA is
1: gonna be fine. They'll be in the playoffs. And the, and the thing is, is that Ottawa wasn't great on defense last year. Uh, if they are, it, it, we know that the uh, the LA LA Kings are one of the best defensive well, teams. Team also, defense.
2: I think Ottawa set themselves up to be a tandem team. And then the problem with setting Forest up. Burke. Well, yeah, the problem with setting up a tandem is. If one guy gets hurt, then they have to be the starter. But if neither guy was prepared to be the starter, then you're fucked.
1: Well, and and uh, L.A. looks like a thruple team with R- Big Save Dave in there too, right?
2: That'll be interesting. I wonder if they carry three goalies or if they have Dave play with the Ontario. Which team.
0: one can go down?
2: None of them. I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. they would all have to.
0: Call yeah, them. but who's claiming
1: Big Save Dave? Who's claiming Cam Talbot?
2: I mean, the risk you take is. You know, if there's a team out there that desperately needs a goalie due to an injury, you just run the risk of losing him. Yeah. But then, uh, like, no offense to Big Save Dave, you simply claim the next goalie available. That's it.
1: Yeah. You just need a he's guy. At, he's what you call replacement level goaltending at the NHL at this point.
2: Unfortunately, if I if I remember correctly, he did okay last year, but he played like, I don't know, 18 games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't play a lot.
0: All you know, the Kings in their system have somebody named Alex Lafreniere.
1: Yes, I know. I know. Will he be the better of the Lafreniers? Who knows? It's possible. Knows? It's um, okay, so a couple of news and notes before we get to the press conference here, but I just thought I had to bring these stories up. Um, Garth Snow, uh, former and longtime Islanders general manager, um, is uh, saying that he's available now. He's a free agent, and he wants to get back into the NHL. Uh he said he admits he admitted that he misses the draft and free agency period. Um He, his contract actually uh, his five-year payout, which started in 2018, by the way, he's been paid by the Islanders since 2018. Um, it's the first time he's been able to speak publicly since he was 48 years old. He's now 53. Jesus. Um,
2: well, that makes me feel bad for him.
1: What, what do we think?
2: You know what I think?
1: What Islanders fans think?
2: Here's what I think. I think if you go to NHLtradetracker.com.
1: Do you want me to?
2: You can arrange. No, no, I already got it. I already got it. Okay. You can arrange uh, by GM so you can see their trades. I just want to go through some of his greatest hits. Do it. You know what? I will say back half Garth Snow did well.
1: He did. He did. He's better. It was better. They were on the come up.
2: So he traded. He acquired Christers Golevskis for Carter Verhege. That was obviously bad. But, you know, he wasn't the only team to give up on him.
1: Um, the Leafs had already given up on Verhege at that point two years ooh, previous.
2: I forgot about this. Um, they acquired expansion draft considerations from Vegas. For Jake Bischoff, Mikhail Grabowski, a 2017 first and a 2019 second. That one's tough. They were, uh, he was the GM for the Michael Grabner trade with the Leafs. Mm -hmm. Um, They traded Griffin Reinhardt for 2015 first. That was Matt Barzal in a 2015 second. That was very good. But Mike DiPietro, if I'm not mistaken, was his creme de la creme. Mm-hmm um and that is what he will be remembered for the most the islanders <laughs> like garth snow was an upgrade on mike milbury yep which was a low bar it was and i'm not sure he did a great job i'm sure he could land somewhere doing something
1: like scouting or something i mean he was an nhl goaltender too or like- even consultant
2: maybe even agm
1: mm-hmm.
2: ah, i think he's got to work his way back up to gm
1: you wouldn't just plop him in that role? Uh, no. Okay. So yeah.
0: with this with something like this, I I always it's it's weird to question I think we should question why he's going about it in this way. Because if Gar has all the connections in the world, I assume with in NHL circles, right? Yeah. So if he wants a job in the NHL, you, you know, he calls up his agent or whoever, or he does the the legwork himself. He texts whoever and he says, you know what, I want to get back into this. My contract expires, but it it has expired. I'm free to do it. But instead, he decided to hit up. Kevin Kerr is the athletic. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I want to do a mini retrospective on the last five years where I've been doing. I want to get back in the game and I want to get some publicity in this way. And that right there raises my eyebrows. You know, it's like I wouldn't go about getting a job in this way by first starting with a public interview in the athletic. I would instead go and reach out and find out what jobs I can do. Yeah.
2: I'm fascinated by Islanders fans because... Like, what is the expected reaction?
0: Oh, yeah, Garth. Right. Lots of great memories. So w- why is his why is it his choice to go directly to, hey, I'm going to get some publicity first and then try and get the job? Yeah. Is it because there were nobody who's looking to hire Garth Snow?
2: Could be that Kevin Kurz has a very difficult job. And that is covering the New York Islanders in the summer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they're difficult to cover at the best of times. But in the summer, when they operate, friggin' Lou Lamorello turns on incognito mode. And you have to guess who's going to be on the Islanders
0: <laughs>
2: next year. Um, I, I don't know. It's an interesting article. We're talking about it. Yeah. Right. Is, um, is
0: this what you want when you're seeking a job? You want You want podcasts talking about you.
2: It's generally not a sign things are going well.
1: It it reads a bit like it's a little bit like Garth Snow press release. (laughs) Yeah. And that's no offense to Kevin, but like he he wanted to do an interview and And Garth Garth was like, well, let me tell you about my resume. Kevin's probably like, oh, Garth Garth reached out to Kevin for sure.
2: Definitely. By the
1: way, I didn't know he had a five-year payout. Charles Wang, the former owner from the Islanders, really loved Garth Snow. And kept him there in the GM spot for like 10 years until he sold the team.
2: They really went from Garth Snow to Lou Lamorella.
1: Yeah. Jeez, it's crazy. Uh, the other one that I thought you would find fascinating is uh, uh, former Jack Adams winner. Alan Vignon has said he's not interested in coaching at the NHL level anymore. Hmm. He's not interested. Him. You got it. In making millions of dollars. He for sure doesn't want to be at the pinnacle of the sport anymore. He's just had enough. Now, Andrew Berkshire reached out over text last night, and I think he asked a fair question. A la Jerome, Jerome Ginla, Did Alan Vigneault retire, or did he have retirement foisted upon him?
2: No. No, he simply chose it. He was a great coach. Was. Yes. But I do think it's funny. No, I'm done. No. And I tell you what, do a leap of stop blowing up my phone. Mary. All right. That's enough. That's enough.
1: He is a career, 1300 games coached, uh, 722 wins, 489 losses, 35 ties, because that's how long he coached. and wow. 100, And 117 overtime losses. He coached the Canadians for four years. The Vancouver Canucks for seven during their best years. Five with the New York Rangers and three with the Flyers. And throughout that, those seasons, he's only missed the playoffs one, two, three, uh, four, five times. Wow. It's not bad.
2: I want to give a shout out to Allen Vigno for retiring reasonably.
0: You know what always happens? Coaches who are career hockey men calling it quits at an appropriate time. <laughs> oh, the, that always happens topic. in the game they of hockey. They
2: retire like professional wrestlers for sure. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm at the pinnacle.
0: Now <laughs> it's time. Now it's time to Michael retire. Jordan, the, Alan Vigneault, the last dance. <laughs> like I, I think there might have been no more jobs for Mister Vigneault. I got, I got one more in me. No, these guys. Uh, I mean, they always <laughs> they always hang on too long. So I, should we be applauding him? I'm applauding him <laughs> for <laughs> doing the thing that nobody does. So often you
2: see a coach or. Executives stay well past their due date. And I'm like, listen, I know you made good money in your career. Like, do, you ever heard of the beach?
0: They haven't though. Like, I know that's the thing. They don't know what that is. I know. That's man.
2: not true. Like you went to road games in Florida your whole career. The, they have a beach.
0: One guy who's retiring this year, and I guess since July first passed, he officially retired, is uh David Poyle. And like we're all like, damn, what a great career. He's retiring early and all that stuff. The man's 73 and is now choosing retirement, you know? He he was the only GM ever over there, and and now he's done, and he he went long. You know, 73 is very old. David Poyle retired from his first career, hockey, in
1: 1971.
2: 71! He he retired as a player in 1971? Yes. Two years after the moon landing.
1: He got into the N- Allegedly. E-N-H-L. I have no idea what that is. He only (laughs) ever... So David Boyle. What league is that? The New England Hockey League, which lasted from 1965 to 1973. So he retired two years before it ended.
2: Jeff Merrick definitely knows like they're all Um, leading. He
1: played three games for the Rochester Americans of the AHL. And he also played in the ECAC. (laughs) Oh, ECAC. ECAC with uh, Northeastern University. So uh, the ECAC, I believe, is now defunct and now part of the NCAA.
0: That's a guy who Called his shot. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Eastern Collegiate uh, Athletic Conference. I'm wrong. That's a guy who called this shot. The only general manager in Preds history. And he called this shot and he got to stick around until 73. Oh, it's awesome. Which is a long age to still be working. You know? (laughs)
2: 73. And got thanked by... The NHL <laughs> expanded to 36 teams so they could all thank him
1: at the draft. <laughs> we can thank a person once. Like Adam hated hated <laughs>
0: Adam was not we, nothing oh, upset. The NHL
1: draft is like they just. How do we be the la- the least entertaining group possible? Here's it's a like, bunch of old men in bad suits thanking an old man. It's stop look, it. They
2: give give him, him his due. Give him a tribute. Give him his due. Yes. They literally put up a video have like all 32 GMs in the league. Hold, hold yeah. my hand. We are the and, world. And they, and they swing back yeah. and, and they hold up a Dave, we made this for you and they give him a really nice macaroni picture and that's it. Yes. For the rest, like dude, we don't need, let's say every David Boyle thank you is 15 seconds. That's it. Mm-hmm. Times 32. That's 15 times 32 of our life that we never get back. That's you know what I can do the math in my head. That's eight minutes of thank you. Imagine someone thanking you to your face for eight minutes straight. It's a lot. No, that's that is a lot. You're right. Let's spread it over four hours then.
1: <laughs> All right. And everybody's mad at me on Twitter for saying it, but I'm like, yo, man, this sucks. I like, I, we know it. one thank you was enough next time it's a lot of to shit on a guy's retirement party while it's happening but God i would have said no, the same no, last year no, no, no. if it wasn't david poyle retiring it's always boring and now the gm's always going to be like i'm going to get a one-liner in here anyway here I'm, a, I'm an nhl gm here's some comedy the only funny one was bill <laughs> i think bill Guerin, who was like thanks to
0: everybody at for keeping us lubricated that was funny yeah, yeah, that was I, it uh, he thanked somebody for keeping the tab open i forget what gm or whatever yeah somebody yeah. that was good yeah. Doug Armstrong? yeah yeah he's like thanks for covering our bill for two seats for the week or whatever but adam for your thing about um Poyo retiring in 1971 um he was that's he's only 21 because he's born in 1950 i know so that was his first career though he yeah, paid to play in the ahl yeah but and they and they had a they, very long E-pack, career <laughs> which he did he not was born played. when 1950
2: is he american or canadian
0: toronto. toronto, toronto toronto ontario canada
2: okay David Poyle (laughs) could watch the moon landing while drinking a beer.
0: (laughs) Really? When was was the moon landing?
2: He was born in 1950. The moon landing was 1969. He would have been 19 years old.
1: And it was 18. Drinking age was 18 in Canada at that point.
2: Then guess what? (laughs) He could have watched it plastered. He could have watched it off his ass.
1: Shit. That's crazy.
2: Not having the reefer, though.
1: Yeah. No. Mm. No.
2: No. That's, uh, I believe, life in prison. Yeah.
0: You don't want the devil's yeah, lettuce. Mm. No. You don't bad. He also Zero had... Zero Stanley Cups for the guy. Fuck, really? Yeah. yeah. That sucks. that's, that's that sucks. They got so fucking close in yeah. 2017. It was like, oh. He was a part of the Caps before the Predators were a team. And I don't think they have a cup in that. Not with him. No. no. Not Wait, with him.
2: Would he have gotten two finals? Would he have been with the Caps... When they made it to the final in 97? No, I think that was the Preds' first year.
0: Uh, Oh, he was with the Flames for a little bit. Did he win uh, a cup with
2: the Flames?
0: No. Only
2: one year he could have been there. Nah. Well, I still want to thank him for eight minutes straight.
0: Um,
1: last thing before we do the press conference, Chase, uh, McCallum, CM hockey 66, who you should follow. Um, he's a a data guy and, uh, you also listen to this show. Nice guy. Um, he has a 10 year rolling average. In this case, it's seven years of, uh, players that have made the NHL. And what he found from 2010 to 2017 is the draft is getting more efficient, especially at the high end, people are are playing more, they're playing longer and scouts are getting better. But I thought it was super interesting that between picks, it looks like about 15 and 25, the numbers actually are spiking in terms of players that are picked in that range that are making the NHL and sticking it. And the reason he only went to 2017 is because players drafted after 2017 are probably still pretty young. So it, it, it can skew things. Yeah. But I just thought it's 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 quite fascinating um, and another spike, oddly, right after pick 75. Don't know why, uh, but you can see it. Obviously, it starts you know, pretty high, at the, and then it sort of evens out. And by the time you get to pick 50, you're, you're still a little bit higher, you know, just a little less than 50% chance this player stay, stays in the NHL. But it's not, it's not that much different than pick 100.
2: Because the safe pick, I think, is going away. Yes. Uh, So maybe late in the first round. That used to be when you go with, you know what? He's going to make our lineup. He's going to be a third rounder. We're going to get Frederick Oce. You know? No. Now you go out and like still I I bring this up every now and then. One of the most mystifying draft picks of all time was P.K. Subban in 2009 Mm -hmm. because I see he gets drafted to Montreal. I see it was in the second round. And this was after like a year of fanfare of how good this player is. I'm like, why did he go in the second round? Right. Everyone knows he's good. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he's got flaws in his defensive game. Yeah. All right. But he's very obviously a first round talent.
1: Yep. yep. Pick him
2: in the second round.
1: Interestingly, too, or first round, first round picks. He said part of the reason for the change is that the top picks, on average, have become shorter and higher scoring for 2010 to 2022. Uh, there is a pretty significant drop in in, in terms of like height, because remember the NHL pre 2010 was just pick the biggest guy and teach him how to play hockey.
2: teach him how to play. That's such a good way of putting it too. That's what it was. Well, we like his frame.
1: Yeah, he's you got a big frame move,
2: pass or score.
1: But we like his frame. <laughs> I just thought it was fascinating. He pulled the uh, data from Elite Prospects. Very, very cool. At CM Hockey 66 And listen, trying to explain a graph on, um, on a podcast is difficult. But I just thought it was worth pointing out. It's fascinating. Why not? Jesse, what are you looking at? I'm preparing. Oh, you're no. preparing what are for? You doing? I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like. Is he? What are, you doing? are we going into that video for this? Okay. Anyway, let's get into the press conference. Oh my playing. god! Uh, I
0: thought he was
2: playing it underneath <laughs> us. Ah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you do? Get the segment ready. <laughs> Yeah. Oh He's man! Sassy. He's oh thanks. thanks, thanks, guys. He is sassy.
1: Thanks, guy boy.
2: Imagine someone totally blowing something right before you do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bad if someone that did would that suck. Often, that'd be awful. So remorse. Wouldn't be okay. Mad? All right. Let's get to the thing I was setting up <laughs> for Adam ruined it. Last episode. Now ah, I- we're going to Sweden. Last episode, I mentioned this TikTok account, and I thought it'd be fun if we did it. So it's a TikTok account called Epic Wars, Oh. where um, they, they have two things, the hypothetical situations, and they battle it out. I'm in. So uh, on their account, they have a whole bunch of different scenarios. It'll be like 10 ostriches versus 3 million gorillas or whatever it is. I don't so, That's not very even. It's not very even. So I pulled up one that was a little more even. Three Gokus. Goku famously from Dragon Ball Z, if you're mm. not familiar, mm-hmm. versus 1 million ostriches. And they they have a simulation. I don't know what program they simulate this in, but it's hilarious. And I think we should take a look at it. We're going to battle it win? out and the two of you, Adam versus Steve, you pick your side on who you think is going to win. The 3 Gokus or the 1 million ostriches. All right. Yeah, three Gokus is a lot of Gokus.
2: Yeah, but um, ostriches are one of the fastest land animals,
1: <laughs> running at top speeds of eighty kilometers an hour. But Goku trained at one thousand times gravity when he became just before he became Super Saiyan.
2: Also, ostriches, flightless bird, Goku can fly.
1: All right, Jesse, let's see the results. Did you, get, did you pick your teams?
2: Oh no, wait, this is very <laughs> important.
0: This is very important. All right, all right.
2: Okay, is well, like what version of Goku are we getting? Can he turn Super Saiyan?
0: I'm not sure.
2: I'm go. I'm going ostriches.
0: <laughs> Adam, go zoo. Oh
1: god, uh, I'm going Goku's. They're they're Goku's go, amazing. Go zoo. No, I'm
0: going. I'm going Goku. Goku, you're picking yeah. Goku. I'm bringing the zoo down. Let's see if there's some sound on this too. All right. You guys ready? Go, it's a, go it's million. Two, it's a two minute battle. It takes two minutes for uh, somebody to win. Oh, cool. So we can uh, skip ahead if we get to the middle portion, but um, This will yeah. be an
2: audio experience.
0: Let's see. Steve, this is your job to describe the action. Okay. Play by play. Get your uh, leaf stream experience going here.
2: Epic Wars YT.
0: Adam, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, you're not watching. There you go. Okay.
2: okay, so the ostriches have their battle cry. Uh, Goku is slaughtering them by the hundreds. That's what I thought! <laughs> He's so fast! With energy balls from afar. The ostriches, despite, Oh, this isn't fair. Despite being one of the fastest land animals, <laughs> this is isn't not What are they gonna fair. kill him with? To outrun <laughs> what are they gonna kill him with? The Kamehameha beam. <laughs> They're just spamming Kamehameha. <laughs> spirit oh, bomb. You're... Okay, so this then they this, haven't even
1: reached the this, Gokus yet. This
2: is pre... Super Saiyan Goku.
0: Yeah. He's regular ass Goku.
2: So they gotta run as fast as
0: they can. You gotta get under these Kamehameha beams. That's a lot of a one million ostriches is quite the visual.
1: Uh for anybody who's a history major, this is like the Battle of Agent Court. Just throwing that out there. You get it, you get it. Oh my god. <laughs> a million ostriches is a lot of ostriches. <laughs> a, right? There's still seeing so seeing many it left. visualized It's a it's, lot. It's crazy. And yo, know, the graphics are really good. Oh yeah. It's amazing,
0: like, man. But
2: also, the uh, Yeah. Like, like they're <laughs> the ancient sound. Roman soldiers, so it's ostriches. We're halfway <laughs> through the battle. Like,
0: ah! We're halfway through the battle now. There's about a minute left, 50 seconds, actually, and I think the Gokus are going to take this. Oh, yeah, it's oh, speeding up now. Up. Yeah, they're just, they just Kamehameha blast them all off. It was an easy victory. See, Not interestingly, single... if this were oh, a video there game, go. there
1: would have to be a cooling off period between Kamehamehas, and that might even the score. What? They do
0: take a little bit of a break, do they? Yeah, yeah. You see the Goku's like reset for like five seconds. I'm on the other side
1: of the room. There. It's hard for me to see, but I uh, I could tell you that. Oh uh, yeah,
0: this wasn't close. <laughs> All right,
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> there's the last oh, set of there's ostriches. There's some ostriches. They got away. <laughs> yeah. They're Let's hiding behind <laughs> the hill. They can't see him. They can't see him. He's sneak gonna sneak attack. Him. Him. Sneak attack. <laughs> Fuck him up. We'll oh, oh, round. Hit trying. him in the flank. Hit him in the flank. Look at this guy,
0: Leroy. Oh, that's it.
1: Uh, Goku's! there it is man three to uh, versus a million and not a single hit for the ostrich here's no. the thing with the ostriches what are they going to do once they get to goku Peck the fuck out of them with his those tiny little
2: beaks like that's oh, scary to us but oh, to goku um, nah. listen i don't know if you know this i used to work at the zoo <laughs> <laughs> and they peck real hard they also are have they, razor uh talons
1: do you did you um did you get pecked by a god no no. no,
2: I didn't get anywhere near an ostrich.
1: Right. Yeah, because apparently they just don't... Certain of them are fine, but some of them just don't like people.
2: I fed a hippo.
1: That's scary. They are apparently the most dangerous animal on, on the face of the earth.
2: Yep. It was a little scary. And uh, I also pet a rhino's horn.
1: And how was the rhino about that?
2: He was pretty chill. He yeah? Chill rhino. I'd be
1: freaked the hell out to be anywhere near a rhino.
2: So, like an engine or something backfired like a few seconds after i had my hand on the horn and uh he bashed his horn against the metal post um that because it was sticking its horn through sort of and had my hand still been there like you wouldn't have had a hand i wouldn't have it it'd been
1: gelatin yeah wow and like
2: we took so many safety precautions and like he was calm i was calm but like oh yeah what what if it gets startled by something oh okay now what a million rhinos
1: <laughs> all right what do we
0: got let's Jesse? do a hundred thousand jedi versus a hundred thousand chickens
2: so i am somewhat familiar with this channel's work adam these are not ordinary chickens
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chickens are they the
2: chickens that shoot very aggressive eggs from their arse <laughs> is that what is
0: that yeah. what these chickens do yeah, they, they, all right now i don't know if these are the the the, the uh, egg shooting chicken okay because there's a hundred
1: thousand chicken versus a hundred thousand jedi first off in the star wars universe even at their height there was only ten thousand jedi in the galaxy in the old republic in the late days of the old republic there's okay. only ten thousand so a hundred thousand jedi that's a lot of Jedi. Now, if they're no, these firing, are the multiverse if Jedi. they're if they're firing eggs out of their arse, you know that's their artillery. Mm-hmm. You would I, think with a, a lightsaber, you'd be able to cut that in half midair. Based on the comments,
0: these are the egg firing chickens. Yes.
2: Let's go! Yes.
0: Yes. All right, so are you chicken- taking the chickens? I I think <laughs> you gotta be team chicken. You gotta be the, team chicken. The Jedi's
2: that get scrambled. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's oh, hey. Adam, you got to be Team I'm Jedi. definitely Team Jedi. All right. So definitely. Who won, <laughs> who won the first battle? Is... Uh, I did. Adam did. Okay, yeah. so it's one nothing. Adam. Best two out of three. I actually have no idea who's going to win this. I'm kind of scared <laughs> that it's even. These, these must be offensively gifted chickens. <laughs> so it's, it's best two out of three. So if Adam wins, if the Jedis win here, Adam wins the series. Right. If, uh, if Steve, if the chickens win, then we go to sudden death. That's right. It's okay. also
1: important that the, you know that those are the type of Jedi that only fight defensively because they're light side Jedi with the blue sabers. And so they will not ha- take an aggressive stance. Their their goal is to disarm, uh, not to kill. So that might actually be working against me in this.
2: I think it's important to note you're making excuses.
0: <laughs> Just saying. All right. Just saying. Here we go. Get ready to get clucked. Stephen <laughs> needs some play by play. Alright. Alright, all right, let's go. Well, uh, okay, all right. so, so hold on, the, the Jedi, Jedi are charging.
1: <laughs> Why are the Jedi charging? Why are they charging oh, oh, the go. eggs? They're oh,
3: because shit. The chickens have
2: range attack, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Jedi are
1: not defending against the eggs.
2: Why <laughs> the, sound. <laughs> the sound of it. just a hundred thousand. Now here's the thing: the Jedi are falling in grove <laughs> but the chickens have no defense whatsoever. <laughs> Half the Jedi
0: breached the line. Yes, they have. Oh, they have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, see, once the Jedi getting closer to the crew. I don't yeah. know. Like, but The eat? Jedi can't attack from afar, so if they can just shoot the eggs
1: a little further. The chickens are not backing off, though. You'd think they'd be like more of a skirmish infantry, you know? Jedi
2: Get in, throw very... your shit, get out of there. No, it's not Slowly close. but methodically advancing.
0: Yeah. The chickens Uh-oh. Uh-oh. are, are Uh-oh. falling. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. Steve. <laughs> no. Steve. Steve, your chicken! Oh, no. Use your Steve. Omega-3
2: power. Look at it, your chicken! chicken.
1: Oh, the Jedi are swallowing up yeah. their line. No, that's y- you're it. You're now even being flanked,
2: too. No, that's it. We need a victory in waves. You're oh, dumb. wait.
1: Those are all Jedi.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my no. God. You're I dumb. thought those were <laughs> chickens.
2: Sorry, Steve. Oh, uh, 10 Jedi were eliminated, though. So it was
1: a close one. It was. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is an incredible idea, Jesse. I am absolutely. Blown uh, can we away. get sports interaction to put a ball? In? Fuck yeah, let's do that. I don't think Dave would. Dave would be like, "What the hell?" You know, Dave is the most mature person when we're on this show. Oh yeah. So I feel like he would be like, "What is this, guys?"
2: All right, so we have chickens. Now, here's what you got to know: uh, a chicken, obviously, <laughs> very small bird, uh, some flight capabilities, but also a ranged attack. Not everyone has a ranged attack, so what can you do with that? We have the chickens at plus 800,000.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Jesse, are you going to do one more? What do you think? You want to do one more? That's, can we do one more? Okay, this one has eight points. All of the views on this are crazy. Like, this one has 20 million views. Because we're all broken. The one we just watched is one million, but there's a Super Soldier one that is 8.7. Goku a sh- one is 6.7. Shattered
2: mm. society. Shattered
0: let me see this one. I love this. Uh, this is... Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Hank Green. Shut up. So we can do 20 super archers versus Chuck Norris, mm-hmm. or Ooh. one super Cleopatra versus one million ostriches. Ooh. What are Cleopatra's powers? Cleopatra? She can she can uh, throw balls of fire, oh, kind of like Goku. F- <laughs> <laughs> she
2: looks stronger than Goku. <laughs>
0: No, okay. We've already watched too much of this. Room. Okay, okay, okay. We'll do the Chuck norris's versus uh, Archers.
2: Okay, twenty super archers. Yeah, who do you got? Who, I guess have uh friggin' Maxim gun
1: arrows. <laughs> yeah, how do they? Okay, how do you? What is it? That is a that's a lot versus just one what Chuck Norris.
2: To be thirty seven hundred arrows in one pull.
1: <laughs> their, their yeah. arrows will blot out the sun The super yeah. archers chuck chuck norris will be fighting in the shade um i i wonder with okay so here's what i'm wondering about chuck norris's skill level i don't know it as well i know i watched i watched walker texas ranger i understand mm-hmm. but like are we looking at uh are we looking at a situation here where he's going in just with the jeans and the jean jacket with no t-shirt underneath like he used to wear and the rippling abs because that That's not the kind of armor that's, you know, like that. Those are one arrow. Is he wearing a hat? That could affect things. It could. Yeah. Imagine. And if the hat's a big Texas hat, is it armored? And so when the arrows fall, it's like an umbrella.
2: Right. An arrow umbrella. It's only... I'm a little concerned
1: it's 20 super archers, though.
2: Well, it's only going to take one hit. So can Chuck Norris... Okay. Between getting from range to the archers... Mm -hmm and then hitting the archers, probably one-hitting them. I'm going to go with... This is going to take 45 seconds. Hmm. Can he survive for 45 seconds?
0: Yeah, because he's going to lose. Let's watch. He's going to lose. I'm going with the super archers. By the way, this game that they're playing, it's a game apparently, it's called Epic Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator, and it's on Steam. And they just released uh, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2. So maybe we download it over in the streaming room from Steam, and we just play it. Oh, we just make battles I love, and we play. I love that idea. That'd be fun. Love that. Yeah. Idea.
2: I'm ready for this game to ruin my life. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: So who do you guys got? Uh, I'm going to take the archers. Archers. Uh, you yeah. got Chuck Norris.
2: I'm loyal to the ostriches. Let's go.
0: All right. <laughs> what? The what? <laughs>
2: They're going to win. Here we go. That is an insane amount of arrows. There's Chuck Norris. Okay, so a lot of the arrows missed.
0: Which is oh wow! Thing. So he can run really fast and. Then uh, out wow, he, the wow, he's
1: but they haven't hit him with one.
0: Yeah, no. Oh, it sounds he's doing like he, great.
1: It sounds like they're
2: making contact. So his body is riddled with metal and wood.
0: It's it's so hard to see. He's probably been hit what with about twenty-five thousand arrows. What are these archers doing? Being super. They also they're wearing pointy hats. I think Chuck Norris is going to win this if they can't hit him with any arrows. Hey, hey. Oh my God, look at that. It's like a gatling gun of archers. Yeah, he's just going to run up to them and kick their butts. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Where is he? Oh, did they get him? Where is he Did they get him? No, no. No, he's taking them out one by one. Oh, you're right. The archer. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the arrows are getting smaller. Yeah, no, that's Chuck. Oh, oh there he yeah. is.
1: Oh, did Chuck win? Chuck How did long it? did that take? No. I said one 45 minute. seconds. One minute. Oh, Chuck, you bump. All right. There you go. By the way, this is why oh, this bad. is a good thing. It's a good reason we didn't have, or sorry, it's pretty good that we didn't have a boss. Because you imagine having to s- pitch a segment like that to your boss or explain it afterwards. All no right, way. and it's gonna work.
2: Sports <laughs> did it work?
1: Let me boss. tell you
2: something. You ever heard of super archers? You ever heard of the chickens who go like, uh, like? Their
1: butt? You ever heard that? You know, egg butt chickens. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. You know what, Jesse? Let's save him for Monday. What do you think? The Jedi Master beat 100,000 ostriches. Like in- oh, wow. Spoiler. Yeah. No, I was going to
2: watch that, you dick.
1: That <laughs> all right. Whatever. All right. Listen, we hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week. So we'll see you then. Any uh, any plans for this weekend, guys, other than the golf tournament? What are this you doing? This TikTok. <laughs>
2: <a> TikTok
1: account. <laughs> Every
2: day. I,
0: I'm going to try and get that game in the, uh, in the room so you can play it. Yeah, oh,
1: that'd be sick.
0: Yeah. It'd be so much fun. I wonder what kind of options they have. Oh, did you
2: see the Debrinco trick? <laughs>
3: the Steve Dangle Podcast.
0: Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.